Record here. All right, we are back. We're not with the, we're not with all of us. We're just Dylan and I for today again. Yeah, we're without Mister Mister Braden. Uh, he's still on. Uh, he's still on his honeymoon. So, you know, we still got to represent. I released an episode last week on recovery. If you didn't go listen to that, definitely go take a listen to that. Um, I actually almost put the video out that has me going through all the points, and I haven't decided if I really want to. I might actually still put that oh, out. Oh yeah, we can put it out, man. So, so we may release that onto the YouTubes, um, but we're going to talk about a good topic today. We'll get into it in a second, um, but I um, want to go through some updates. So for myself, obviously, um, I actually haven't made, I don't think I've made a, did I make a podcast since we stopped? Maybe I did. Um, we stopped, we stopped fat loss. So just the done. one last week, I think, would be it, the recovery one, but I don't know how much you talked about yeah. it. Yeah, no, we didn't know, because I, I didn't, because I recorded that, like, a month beforehand, so, no. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah, no, so the fat loss is done. I'm reversing. Um, we've had two macro changes since, so now I'm, I'm up a pretty hefty amount of food, um, roughly, roughly around 75 grams of carbs on on all days right now which is absolutely phenomenal um i am starving though (laughs) that's the one thing my body is feeding for food um so like it's just like it's just you know i'm on vacation right now with family and the one thing is like there's all this like junk food around and it's like so tempting to want to just like eat it all like the first day i got done i had endless stomach syndrome Mm. and i had to leave a party because i was just like I could tell I was eating, eating, eating and wanting to enjoy, but I could just feel that the runway, like it was about to take off. And I was like, all right, Anthony, hold yourself here. I was like, I was like, if you need to get out of this situation, get out of this situation. So I had an internal dialogue with myself and was like, Hey, it's probably best if I leave just from a perspective of, I don't want to fuck anything up like in my terms, but it's something I'm still working through. Um, is trying to not, if I have to snack on anything and maybe like a few berries or something here and there, um or something along that lines to allow myself to just some freedom with like veggie intake and things like that like if i feel like on my rest day i've had that uber sense of like really bad hunger i'm not going to crush myself if i have like an extra 70 grams of veggies or something like i'd rather just have it and be able to go about my day and not worry Rather than rather than worry about every single little macro, which I've done for the last nine months, which is why I think I'm still kind of struggling with it, is because I've been so like on. Um, but we're up. I mean, today I weighed one sixty one point two, so I'm not even like up barely any weight. Yesterday I was one sixty point six. Um, I dropped two pounds after going to see my massage therapist the day after legs. So so um, so BG still like roughly eighty. So even with the increase in carbs, like. Everything is still optimized. It's pretty good. Surprisingly, I mean, going on vacation, you know, you don't get the best sleep. So, you know, but I'll take it. Uh, performance is going well. Training performance is skyrocketing now. I'm finally finding my groove with everything again. And my joints are coming back and, and starting to get healthy again. So that feels great. Um, so we're rocking and rolling over here. Can't complain. Ready to, ready to, ready to get things moving even faster. Ready to get things going and just, uh, just going to enjoy the ride now. Of just training hard, hopefully body weight goes up. If it doesn't, more food, hopefully, and then and then we'll just we'll just keep going until we're at a good spot. 
Nice, brother. I, I really, really like that, man. Um, you know, it's one of those things, too, with this fat loss phase ending for you. Um, I want to talk about that a, a little bit. I, I'll give a little personal update. I know people don't probably care too much about that, but I'll, I'll give a quick personal update. Then we'll dive into that because a lot of what you said interested me. Um, personally, I'm stopping. I, I've So you've stopped your fat loss. I've stopped like my enhancement phase. So I've now shifted into like health phase mode, I guess I was at peak exposure for, you know, personal peak exposure for my max exposure for my PEDs timeline had run its course. Mental health was getting pretty beat up too. You know, I'm a very self-aware person and, you know, whether it's like I have depressive proclivities and or self-awareness. So I noticed the change, but to me, it's like PEDs definitely affect mental health a lot. I think a lot of males just don't notice it because they're just like fucking clanging and banging, you know, and folks <laughs> a little bit more philosophical. So I, I definitely notice, um, you know, uh, some, some of that. And then there might be like individual biasing, you know, just like genetic biasing, uh, personal biasing behind some of that too. Maybe some guys just don't get as affected. So I noticed like after, you know, for five or six months of titration, man, I'm starting to get beat up. And after one, one, uh, kind of like one week of not just being in a health phase, I, I started to feel a lot better. So feeling good. I, I put on quite a bit of size again. Um, you know, uh, definitely a lot, some of it's body fat, me and Braden pushed my food has never yeah. been high for this long. You know, I'm eating, you know, just about 4,000 calories on, on, uh, training days. And the crazy thing is we, the rest days were quite a bit different than that at the start. You know, I've only, we've only pushed up training days, maybe 500 cows, three, you know, 400 cows, something like that over, you know, eight months, but we've pushed up my rest day almost to catch my non-training day. And they were very far from that. <laughs> Way more than I yeah. And I'm uncomfortable. I'll be honest. You know, I don't like it. I, I'm, I'm the, this, the system is like starting to shake. So I was <laughs> happy to be just, even just changing up. My food hasn't changed at all. So it'll end up being air quoting this to my finger, but like worse probably in a few months when the androgens are out of my system and I'm like fatter and flatter, but just even having like a different focus than purely physique development, you know, like, because, uh, the, the system just couldn't handle a lot of extra, you know, like psychological, uh, improvement or mindset improvement. It was just, everything was going into, training recovering from the training you know all of that so i'm excited just to have like a little bit of a switch like you said it's just like a different everything is still physique driven so i mean it it is yeah. like everything cycles back into that funnel but i i, I just a uh, little bit of a different place right now putting a little bit more focus on some of my business and stuff and I, I like that part so everything is just a different phase to me so i'll let you know how that that's going in the in the coming weeks but jumping back into what you said bro about um you know like i always admire you because uh, age matters and no one talks about this shit right but like and age like physiological age but but also just like training bodybuilding age like how long we've you've been doing this stuff right so you know you you're like on your shit like i watched you go through this cut phase like you said it was a long cut phase like a hundred 
you know, or like as close to that as we can. And, you know, you reached out to me and you were like, man, I had a few extra blueberries and some veggies. And you were like beating yourself up for that. And I was like, look, obviously if I was coaching you, you know, I'm not. So if I was, I wouldn't never tell you like, great job. You had some veggies and extra from what I said, just because I never do that with clients, you know, but, 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 but the big, but is, you know, I'm careful of how I talk to people about this stuff. Cause if I was, you know, you came to me, um, you know, and, and I know you're the type of person that's going to talk to your coach about all this stuff anyway, but just from like the psychological and I knew why you were coming to me because there's like, yeah, you're going to have your conversation about, you know, just like coach Tyler does with Braden, you know, it's like they, he finished up a very harsh protocol in the reverse. He was having some trouble with So he has his conversations with Braden, but you know, when him and I have a conversation, it's it's more of just like, hey, so let's say you go through the next two months and a few times you have some extra veggies. And that's what was able to keep you going forward at 97, 96%, 94% yeah. total adherence. And you didn't have this this any of these days where you're like, you didn't have the veggies and then seven days pass and you're like, fuck it. I'm going to five guys and I'm having seven burgers and eight milkshakes. And we know how that kind of, you know, that road leads. So we always have to learn how to take the good with the bad. You know, like I put a lot of pressure and that was this, I'm going to ask you this. Was this your, your, well, I know it was your longest cut, but like you're, you're the leanest and best shape, most muscularity you've ever been in, in your life. Right. Yeah. Like by a long yeah. Long. So you're yeah. in new territory. You're hunting, you're hunting on planes you've never been on by a long shot. And, you know, I I like to talk in philosophical terms, just so everyone can put their own case in some of these things we're talking about and pick out what's important to them and what's useful to them. But like the prey is bigger, the stakes are bigger and you're a new animal. You literally don't look the same. And because of that, you don't function the same and you've never had to train as hard for as long and eat what you've eaten for as long. So like, this is all new shit. You know, so I just don't believe in telling someone like, look, you, you fucked up. You, you ate, you ate, you know, an, an, a little bit of extra, extra raw carrots, yeah. hunger at say you're a fuck up. It's like, that's not how you teach people how to get better in the long term. You had an amazingly successful cut. So I'm proud of you. And, uh, you know, you've, you've seen a ton of physique development from it. And then you also get to learn, like, I love that. I love that you were at a party and you're like, because you pay attention and fuck, I'm trying to teach people to pay attention right now. Cause it's the most useful skill I can teach people in their career, in their fitness. It doesn't matter. Like pay attention. All of a sudden you're sitting there and you're like, Ooh, okay. If I let this kind of this, this uh, rock slide keep going here could be bad. So I got to make a couple choices. And then you go home and you get to reflect on that. And you're like, Oh shit. If I had been the wrong place, wrong time, different crowd even as much as me coach spada i talk about you know all these things and i put all this energy into my shit this could have went a different direction right so you learn like okay so when a client comes to me and i've been pushing them in the cut for six months and we're having a conversation about something they might be struggling with it opens you up to like a different lens right yeah. so what, what do you think about some of that like how, how are you feeling you know like did i hit on- uh, yeah i think it was yeah, I think it was the fact, you know, I've never had to lose a significant amount of weight, of weight, right? Like, 
I've never been at a point where I had the muscularity to lose so much. Like, I lost 40 pounds over nine months, or eight months, technically, eight full months. Like, from January, from January 1st to, like, the first week of September, I lost 40 pounds. Like, it was, it was a lot. And to get those last, like, five, six pounds was, because my body dropped 17 pounds in eight weeks. Like, two months prior. So I hit like July, maybe like home for July. My body weight lost like four pounds between the beginning of uh, and the end of uh, Let me just see. Just, uh, How about now? Okay. So, um, so like I was saying, like dropping 40 pounds was a new experience for me, like this whole time. Like, like I was like, okay, how much we're going to lose? How much we're going to lose? How much we're going to lose? Like, that's what I was thinking about as we get getting closer. Like how much more do I have to fucking lose to get my legs to come in? Because we were honestly trying to get my legs to come in. And eventually I asked Mark to push it. Right. Um, I told you guys about that. And I was like, I think I could push it. Mark wanted me to learn a lesson here. In turn, he he thought I probably should have made the other decision, which I came to a conclusion two weeks two weeks after, when I actually reached out to you and Brayden and was like, I think I'm gonna end it. And I think a lot of people don't have that awareness with things. And I think this comes with just learning your body. And that comes with that time in that deficit was learning how does my body feel? How do my joints feel? How do I like How's my body responding? Like I'm overall able to take more of a capacity of everything and more of an awareness. And I was like, and I reached out to Mark to one check and it was just like, I'm, I can't keep going. Like it's long enough. I know what I need to do. And I, and it's not right for me to continue on during down the path that we're currently doing just from that perspective. But I had to learn because I had to push myself to that place though, for a few weeks to, to finally figure out that, Hey, it's, I need to go a different way. I need to learn my lesson. That's what me and Mark kind of talked about. So, but I think it was really good. Um, now, obviously, I think there's some things that are, I'm trying to focus in on the discipline now of staying to the path, mm -hmm. right? Because I think this is, this is the best thing that probably could be happening to me at the same time, because now, like you said, I can relate to my athletes, yeah. right? And I can relate to anything that's going wrong if they decide to go off plan. It's not like it's not like exactly what you said. Like I've changed this really a lot since we've actually become friends over how I approach this with people coming off plan. Because you want those athletes that are are 100% all in, right? And are 100% all in the bodybuilding. And that's not how most of our athletes are. Right? We most have to our, teach them. Yeah. We have to teach them the expectations to put on themselves to allow themselves to take themselves to that place, right? It just doesn't happen. Like for us, it's happened because of our whole lifespan over yeah. where we've been. For a lot of people, you're trying to, we're trying to take what we've learned throughout our experiences throughout our whole life and what we've been through, all like the, all the ups and many of the downs that allow us to get to this place. And we're trying to infuse that into someone within a very rapid amount of time. 
I think that's what a lot of people don't under that a lot of people underestimate is how much time it truly takes to build that awareness because it's taken me almost, I mean, I was working with Mark for, for whatever, a year and a half, like a year and a half prior to like actually building the awareness, like two years prior to actually starting to build any sort of awareness with that. And I'm like, it's going to take time, but it takes a lot of effort from the person to actually build that sense of understanding their body enough to where they're like, Hey, I need a break. Hey, I need to do this. Like what is actually best for me? Like, this is why like something like, like off the path, like something like auto regulation, like just to kind of side note this, sidetrack this real quick. Like I don't like auto regulation for a while for someone. The reason being is because they don't know how to take breaks. And one thing they're going to do is they might try to take too many breaks or they're going to run themselves into the ground. And so that's why I regulate like D volume weeks or something like that, where I will expressly, no matter how many weeks into their program they are, I will give them a D volume because I know if they continue going, I'm going to see the biofeedback start to just absolutely rip, but they'll say, Oh, I'm good. I'm going to keep pushing. Like, so I think that's what I learned a lot through this. And I also learned, I mean, obviously the training component. I think that's one thing that I've been really proud of lately um, in terms of things. And I said this before on a few of my, a few of my posts, like just the awareness I'm building with training and actually hitting a muscle group. Like my intent in the last month with hitting a muscle group has gone from here to here especially for something like legs. Like I know what needs to be built. I know what I have to do. And it fucking sucks. We talked about it, like going down from like a six plate leg press to a three, to a two, three plate one, getting made fun of on Instagram for going down to a two, three plate one. And it's just like, you know what? I have to do the humility work to fucking get where I need to get to. And a lot of people won't be willing to do that to actually do things. So you know, I've learned a lot through this fat loss phase. Like I, I really enjoyed it. Um, obviously there's still a little bit of struggle that I'm working through now, but I fortunately have friends like you and Braden and Tyler, like Tyler and I chatted the other day about this and things like that. And, you know, it helps, it helps me feel a bit better that hey, it's okay sometimes to not be a hundred percent. And it honestly, it's going to burn me out being that 100%. Like there's a time and place and I was just a hundred percent for nine months. Like, like not like, like we said, a little bit of veggies is going to kill a little bit of veggies right now. Isn't going to kill me to prevent that burnout of me bodybuilding. I think this is an important segue because, or, or just peace to talk about for a couple minutes, which is okay. So I know a lot of our clients listen to this and then mm -hmm. potential clients. So I just going to be super upfront. Almost none of you guys listening to this have ever been for one week as adherent as Anthony was for nine months. So the, 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 and some of you have, so it's like, don't take it personally. But what I'm trying to say is I think sometimes people can trick themselves into saying, cause there's, there's two caveats to this, right? Cause I've watched yep. you nail this shit. And then you, people will hear me saying like, Anthony, you know, if you, eat a few blueberries or have a few veggies to, to stave off that hunger. 
just roll with the punches and make sure it's not like an everyday thing where you're allowing things to do that, but just watch yourself and you have a good circle of people. So you're, you're playing with this, right. And it's very rare still, but you know, <laughs> a lot of our clients are not at the position they're, they're, they're still doing 85, 90%. Cause we're talking you're hundred percent with like stress management, time management to your device, you know, like bedtime routines and that that's what burns you out. It's like, yeah, yeah, that level. I I know what it feels like, right? So, there's just caveats, right? So, someone asked the the easy way is, you know, if you're going to resonate with someone with that's saying, make sure that when you sit on the edge of your bed and you sit down and you go, okay, the last 16 weeks, I've fucking crushed it. You know, like there were, I, I have a hard time finding one day where I was like, oh man, my stress management was off or you know i ate this or i I didn't hit my water you know unless you've done that you're not burnt out you have you're only anxious because you're not doing what you're supposed to do that's a different problem we can make a whole nother podcast (laughs) but you know like and and simply put simply put because i and i was talking about this with a client right so two Mm -hmm. two things that just came up came recently to me that i'll I'll share one client was like oh my steps make me anxious So like, can we stop tracking steps? And then we had a good talk where all the nuance and personal, you know, like personal biases and, and, you know, just like case specific things. And after a while I picked them apart and I was like, no. And the the reason that is, is because like your anxiety system's working perfectly. The reason you're anxious is because you're sitting down every night at seven o'clock and you have, you're supposed to hit 8,000 steps and you've had 3,000 and you're watching Netflix already. Yeah, that would make you anxious because you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Stop losing, win, and then your anxiety will go away. And by yep. winning, I mean by four o'clock, have your 8,000 steps done for a week and then see if you have the same anxiety. You won't because you're just handling your shit differently. So that's like a different problem. And then on another aspect, right, I had made some new programs for clients this week. And one of them had just gone through a big breakthrough. And we already struggle or break up, sorry, which was a breakthrough in stress management or an addition in stress management. And, you know, we already struggle with their stress management as a client. And I had asked them when I was creating a program three weeks prior, I was like, hey, you know, I'm kind of indifferent. And I was at the time for four or five days a week of in the gym for you. What do you think? And, you know, school, they're doing a very heavy academic future, you know, master's and or PhD program. So then they messaged me like, hey, do you think I could have five days? And I was like, no, actually, after I created a four day program, uh, the only reason I know you're asking for five now is because you're trying to run away from the shit in your head (laughs) and be in the gym for four hours of the week. Take that time, figure your shit out. We'll talk about it in a month. And then they were like, okay, you're right. I am doing that. Fuck. (laughs) you know so like that that's uh that's where like you really have to make sure that this information you know if we're talking about some auto regulation or just different things anthony is specifically focusing on you know don't just insert yourself in there when you it's not time to insert yourself in there so yeah yeah i never like to boast and i don't like to say things we don't talk about this but it's like wait well how are we going to talk about it right it's because i've given everything for the last two years the last two and a half years to being on point yes Mm -hmm. were there maybe like in off season last year when i was eating four thousand calories was there maybe some sauces that were used that were probably a little bit higher calories or something like that a little extra absolutely but i did that i still ate my food every single day 
I completed my steps every single day. Like yeah, there were some dude, that's a meal plan, pretty much. Yeah. Like this is the, these meals for ten months straight. These these I have not in in totality, I have changed my meal plan approximately three times. And I just did it recently just to kind of start adding my favorite foods back in. But during that off season I did for um for a long period for 19 months, I had the same five meals, just larger quantities as through and added in foods that needed to be added in for, for appetite reasons. So I never like to boast, but I tell people, people are like, I give them a meal plan for one week. I just had this with an athlete. I gave them a meal plan. And then one week later, they're like, can you give me the macros? And I was like, no, there's a re I was like, I can, but there's a reason why, like I'm going to, because I know you're not going to stay on the meal plan then, but I want you to learn that I need the consistency. They're like, I like to make foods. I'm like, I need the consistency of what is going in your body. I understand you like to have that creativity and like do those things. But if you tell me you want to compete, things like that, I'm going to try to figure out the best way to get you to where you competing, need to get to. When you're competing, creativity takes a back burner. Don't, don't draw. Don't use creativity to make your food. No, draw a straight fucking line. Just yeah, draw because, a line. Just well, I, I meant like do art or something else for creativity. <laughs> because, you know, people are creative and human beings are incredibly creative creatures. Yeah. So like I understand that, but don't try and use it with your food because you're going to lose someone who doesn't give a fuck about that every single time. Because over time, there's too many variances in the difference of what's going in your body versus somebody else who doesn't care about that. It's just going to eat the same six meals for 12 months straight like you did. Right. So all I'm trying to all I was trying to do is bring it up like what? And I know you don't like boasting. And the only reason I was bringing up like that specifically is because I want everyone listening to this to be able to take an honest observation of like yeah. where yeah. they're at and then use take from this what's applicable but anyway we you know i don't want to turn this into too much of a psych podcast because you know definitely <laughs> so definitely not wanna... but i mean but i mean um the one thing though that i can say because we could transition to what we really want to talk about yeah, exactly. um was near the end i was getting in my head though a lot about the little little nuances within the programming and i started mm-hmm. to get and i started to get really looking into you know the scale I'm looking into my blood glucose like like these things, these things probably started to stress me out. Like, like my blood glucose was fine and everything. Like my stress management was on point, but it was to the point where I was just like so enveloped by these little nuances of what I could do better that I think I was mentally draining myself. And that's kind of why I stopped because I could tell like just, just by observing myself that these little nuances, like I was looking at a tree. I was not looking at the forest, mm-hmm. right? I was looking at like three specific trees <laughs> and, and the whole damn thing. And so I wasn't able to kind of look back and be like, okay, just relax. Just let it happen. Like every day, like the scale mattered, like the scale mattered. And I think this is one thing that I see a lot of people do, which is why I think when you talk about the steps, this is actually something that I'm very willing, like, if it's not something like steps, but if it's something like the scale weight, I am very easily able to pull that variable. Me too. Um, and when I use the steps uh, analogy, I'm not saying no one's ever came to me and was having 
No, definitely not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't make a change. I'm just saying I was trying to create some just overall pictures for people to look at and be like, oh, okay, yeah. So that's yep, yep. apply to me, you know. And, and that's yeah, I think a lot of people. I think like, I think like a lot of people get into these small little nuances within the program, and whether it's like, oh, make sure the intent's behind behind the muscle, right? Like, I think that's one of that we see a lot, right? That hinders a lot of people's progression in the gym. It's just like. Oh yeah, let's take these four second eccentrics or whatever. Like I like I program that myself for some people. Like I program nasty as tempos for some yeah. people, but it's but they have a purpose behind it. Whereas some people, I want you to kind of grip and rip a little bit because you need to learn how to put fucking weight on the bar and just do it. And I think a lot of people don't like that approach with things and they they hinder themselves from actually growing. Um and hindering themselves from progression. And then you start to see it. They start to get softer. They start to do these things. And you see their lot and you ask for their log book and you look at their log book and it like continues to go back and forth between like the same, like 10 pounds. I'm like, you're never going to get anywhere by doing the same fucking 10 pounds. Like as much as you think you will, like you need to break through that plateau and just some days you just got to fucking go for it. Um, and so I think, I think I just keep seeing these little things in my check-ins and people and it's like reminding them that it's just consistency within the plan. Like in all reality, it's effort within the plan and consistency within the plan. If you have those two things, you're going to progress. I think that's what a lot of people don't understand with it, but they try to just like, they try to work around these certain variables and they try to work around these things to, to make things happen. I'm like, you're just overcomplicating things to the point where you're mentally draining yourself. Man, I really like that. And uh, so a couple things, right? So uh, just like when we talk about this stuff, man, this to me is because I'm in this boat because I came to bodybuilding or not now, but I've I've been on it. So I came to bodybuilding through obesity which means that not one habit in my life was set up for physique development. And I don't mean like fitness habits, psychological habits, lifestyle habits, friends and colleague circle habits. Like none of that was conducive to body building a bodybuilding physique long-term. So I had to yep. change every single thing about that. And one of the things I almost want to, read this a little bit because I changed I I had written something a long time ago that Mm -hmm. I've shared in our Facebook group before and man because it's only going to take me maybe three four minutes to read if you'll allow me I'd like to read it because I think this would help a lot of people my podcast Um, is your podcast so so you you do what you want I hear you I hear you I mean I just I just thought it was I think it's very very definitely let's give it a go and it's a team Miller thing anyway so um you know so I wrote here um as a team, we've been thinking about uh, about this, so we wanted to get some thoughts on paper. As our client roster grows, and I'm talking about Team Miller, you know, which thank you. Um, as do our coaching abilities and our coaching instincts. We wanted, to sh- I wanted to share some insights below. This is something as a team, and I know myself, we've been thinking about obsessively for a long time. We still try and share this as we get new clients into the fold and/or pack. Um, because we think it's so important. 
In fact, when zoomed out, it could be the only idea that's important, which is something that you just tied to before, which is like the consistency. Mm -hmm. So some of the common questions or concerns I see in my roster from a client that's six months into their journey or six years, it's the same. It's maybe language different or worded different <laughs> or brought forth different, but it's the same thing. So oftentimes we're very concerned with outcomes, all, almost always. And I know exactly why that is as a human species and, and goal setting species, but you know, it's how our, our mammal brain works. However, we need to be able to look at things more subjectively. So uh, outcomes being and or the obsession being on, looking at a goal weight, looking at a specific body part, compare, comparing to another human, allowing outside influence in, um, allowing negative lo logbook emotion, arbitrary timelines, um, and, and then there's much more such as like the minutia in the programming like we talked about a few minutes ago. Yeah. So what we're about to say here isn't new. Uh, however, we think that, uh, you know, I just want to break this down. So first off, we have to leave some room for being grateful. We now live in a time on earth when we can choose to divert resources to improve our information and or outcomes are our physiological bodies, right? So like that's not always been the case. So it's fun that we can, um, you know, divert resources to this, right? So just remember that no matter how old you are, your grandparents or great-grandparents probably didn't have this luxury. So I think carrying around that piece of gratefulness is a huge key into not getting too obsessed about some of this minutia. I know that sounds weird, but being grateful. Mm -hmm. so, secondly, we're the only species really that can aim at something like this and then change all of the habits in our life and, and, our, and our skill sets to like actually make it happen in the yeah. future. And, you know, uh, so, so that's very important. So, Coming down to, to what I what this is about is, you know, we need to get the to the idea, get used to the idea that the daily processes add up to taking care of those things that people obsess about, the outcome-driven list that I had read a few minutes ago. So th this is the point of this uh, write-up, and I think you might like this. So I, I've, I've sent this to my roster many times. I actually send it every about four months because there's new people in it, and I'm like, hey, they need to be seeing this, and it's a good reminder for the people. So tier one. Tier one, if we're at a place in our protocols where 80 to 80, uh, you know, we're only hitting the protocols 80 to 85% of the time, we have no business concerning ourselves with the minutia, really, of a lot of, you know, the, the, the programming itself, like putting too much blinding focus on that minutia, right? Because we'll torture ourselves looking for changes looking for metric changes um, that li likely won't happen near as fast as you're wanting, right? Mm -hmm. so you're, you're creating like a negative psychological look at things. The psych um, will know the expectation and the efforts don't align with maybe the perceived effort versus what's happening and that will torture us. This is where that frustration cycle sets in for many clients. Blame, shame, regret. However, it doesn't have to be like that. If we're not able to move past this percentage, it's because maybe the goal is too larger. We're considering things we're doing or not doing as benign that we should be, you know, or that we should putting more, more focus on, um, you know, so an example of that, um, we're always expecting, you know, change every week 
on the scale or how we look. But we're again bringing back. We're, we're not making the. We're only making eighty percent of what's what the coaches laid forth happen consistently. Well, that's expectation management versus what's actually happening. It's going to put us in a really bad spot. Um, so tier two, if uh, you know, if we're at eighty-five to ninety percent, this is where things start to move along, and these are cases that excel and make transformations usually quite quickly. And will also usually be put on social media because of that, right? So it kind of creates like the whole narrative that people are watching from the outside. And then we can go into tier three, which is like that 90 to 100, which just turns the dials up, what I just talked about, for the person before that. Everything's faster. And then if you have some genetics in that, man, those people just make really good changes, right? So the fun thing about all of this is no matter where we fall, we can slide up to the next tier. And that should be the focus, the habits that get us to the next tier of adherence, even if they seem childish or benign. Example, taking proper rest days for six weeks straight versus doing what kind of whatever you felt like doing, adding in a little extra set or adding in an extra day thinking, oh, it's no big deal. Right. And that's almost all the time. So if you're not in a position where you're nailing things down 90% of the time or more, prioritize that. You know, don't go to the gym and beat yourself up that you didn't add four reps on your squat set. And then just look at that all week, you know, like I'm supposed to progress. Like train by JP does. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like he said, like when he you, said, he thinks about it for a whole week. Before yes. even like before but people like, are doing like, this, Anthony, like yeah. all the time, including my clients. And maybe it's not the logbook specifically, but they're taking one thing, thing and stretching it and trying to just put all of their eggs <laughs> around that. It's like you fucking over ate three times this week. Yeah. Or you underage, or you went to the gym, you didn't follow the proper rest to work ratio on your plan. Or you overate, then you did cardio to actually like kind of yeah, counteract you, it. You know a hundred things about what I'm talking about because yep. literally this happens all the time. And yeah. it's like, listen, listen, think about this out loud with me. If you go to the gym and you wanted all these PRs and they don't happen, you get in the car and you're like, oh fuck, I'm not making any results. I, the coach said I'm supposed to try and PR, you know, at least one thing every session or, or get some reps. They literally don't think about the fact that maybe they just trained four days in a row. And I told them, don't ever train more than two days on <laughs> in this block. And they don't think about it. They don't, they don't consider that as a piece of missed protocol that has caused them to not hit the thing that they're mad they did. Yeah. That is literally insanity, you guys. And this is happening. Okay. This is happening. I would say with 90% of 90% of the coaches in the fitness industry's roster. So I'm going to okay. say that again. It's happening with 90% of the coaches in the fitness industry and 90% of their roster. So I think this doesn't happen with like Matt Johnson's clients at all. Almost none of them. Well, yeah, because he's, you're like, could be you said the expectation. first client could be an Olympian and the best one is, you know, so like, yeah, that, it's like, of course. But for most of us, right, whether we have bodybuilding, functional health, just physique development, and then a mix of all of that up. Like I coach 20 coaches 
and or roughly, you know, let's say, and mm -hmm. 15 of them probably do this. They're coaching other people to get better and they do this. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I say most people are doing, you know, because the reason I'm staying on this for five minutes is because I know when um, people listen to this, they go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they they want to like not put themselves in that bucket and they and then uh, two minutes like, later I'm talking about it. yeah i'm not talking about it anymore so they've already forgot they've moved past it no i'm keeping on talking about this because i know way more of you are doing it than because me. we're talking to you specifically yes. the person who's listening to this right now you are most likely doing what right. we are talking about yeah so like when you when and we'll go through some examples and, and coach ant can add some in after but like for one you know, uh, did you do more sets than than your coach programmed? Did you do less sets? Did you do less cardio? Did you put the effort into the cardio? Did you nail your steps for six months straight? Have you actually hit your meal plan and or macros and weighed and monitored every single thing that went into your mouth? You know, all these times. And the answer is probably not. And I'm not saying that that like, don't get, don't let that make you feel bad about yourself. Just fix it, you know, and, and that's very difficult to do. And there's hundreds of ways to do that. So I can't get into it, but it, that's what you need to focus on. Like the focus isn't, oh, I didn't, I didn't hit a PR this week on my presses. Unless you've done the things I've talked about, which you probably have not. And unless you check the box, did you get your seven hours? Did you get your seven hours of sleep? Are you really taking your nightly routine? And like this is this, these are two things I always see. I'm like, well, what was your night like the night before? Oh, what were your warm-ups like? Were you actually taking proper warm-up sets? Like, like when you teach people these things, like and they they complain about their performance. I'm like, okay, I had this this past week with one of my athletes. I was like, what were your warm-up sets? She does leg press for five and a half plates or something like that for six reps. And she's like, man, I really expected my leg press to go up more. And I was like, okay, what's your warm-up scheme? Like she'll hit four plates before doing the five and a half. And I'm like, well, no shit. You're, you're hitting, you're hitting a whole plate and a half less per side before you're about to go. Your central nervous, your nervous system is not ready to take on five and a half plates. I'm like, you should have taken one at five and then gone five and a half and watch you. I bet you would have got like eight reps. Um, and so it's like, I see that I'm like, did you get enough sleep? How's your sleep? Oh, my sleep's okay. Well, what's okay. Like what, like, like, are you doing your routine? Like, are you doing your nightly routine? Like, and they're like, no, I'm too busy. Like I'm too busy working through my things, like getting ready for the next day and like doing that. And I'm like, you, well, are you getting off your phone at least? No, I'm kind of just like planning out my day for the next day. And I'm like, okay, so you, you decide to not listen to what I've I've asked to recommend in terms of what will help you get better sleep, better recovery, et cetera. Like, oh, like, oh, are you doing your morning routine? Are you getting sunlight first thing in the morning? Are you having sleep issues? Like, like these little things, these little minutia details do kind of play up, but you have the opportunity to fix it. Like you said, it just comes down to whether or not you actually want to fucking do it. Like, and most people, they let those things each day kind of start to slide. Yeah. And then there's a big slide in 10 things. And then that adds up to a big difference. So one of the things I bet you've noticed this, right? Because as, because I'm lucky enough to mentor other coaches, 
So I get to see other coaches' cases that they're having trouble with. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you two examples because uh, I, I just went through my mentee calls this weekend. So it's all fresh in my mind. Yeah. We were going through uh, uh, one of my mentees who works more. She's got MS herself and she's a competitor. She looks very good. And so she attracts kind of this little, some girls want to get jacked and some have like, they're looking to her for inspiration because she has MS and she's learning with me how to handle more functional yep. stuff. So this was more of a, a functional person who we weren't quite worried about the training as much. There's like, you know, 40 years old kids. It's like, yeah, we want them to exercise, but that's what it is. It's exercise. They're not a training case. They're, they're a, fun, a nutritional case and functional yep. nutrition that she happens to look after the exercise. Anyway, so we got going through and I said, you know, she was, wor- uh, the coach was worried about dropping calories because the, her, this lady's calories were already around 1800. And then, you know, she's got all this fear from the industry. Like women can't eat under 2000 calories or something bad's going to happen to them. <laughs> so like, I get why coaches are scared to make some of these moves. So I said, well, one thing you have to remember is that's what your macro breakdown says. Okay. And I would bet a bullet to the shoulder that she's not coming 20% within this, <laughs> within this number. And, and then she was like, well, she's, pretty good. And I said, I'm not saying she's not pretty good. Pretty good is not coming 20% within that number mm-hmm. with this type of case. You know, I've coached yeah. enough people. I, I know this. So I said, let's see. And she said, Oh, well, she, she sends me what she eats. Like she just tracks macros, this lady, but she sends, she sends in her check-ins like what she ate. So I said, let's bring that up. So we brought it up and now we're screen sharing the same screen and she's just slowly scrolling through it. And I'm like, within two minutes of going down the week list. I stopped. I said, how is 85 grams of peppers, 240 calories? And she's like, Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. That's for sure. Wrong. Like it's right in. That's what was on fitness pal. Like for some reason, maybe they were fried peppers with oil or I don't know, you know, but like, yeah, I don't get how that, that happened. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, it doesn't matter. I went through and I found like 12 things that were just not correct math for the week. And she was like, Oh shit. And I'm like, see, you kind of let the, you just, you're not really like paying attention. Then she, neither is she. So that's, that's missed. Right. So that happens literally all the fucking time. And the other thing that happens is um people just let the small things add up like you said you know like oh well i'm not i'm 2000 steps short and all the you know two or three or four things add up that can be enough to like not make any results even though the perceived effort was very high and then you go to bed thinking like fuck why can't why isn't why isn't it not working that well i'm working really hard and the thing is is you probably are working really hard compared to what you were doing but that um, sort of perceived effort doesn't mean much. You know, like that's about all it is, is it, it, it's, it's a real feeling, but it doesn't really give you, it's not like a quantitative feeling that you can kind of put a number on, like what it's actually doing, you know? So that's why it's very important. Like, unless you have a total nonsense coach, which you should just fire them right now. Like if you're, you know, like, Sometimes I get questions like right now I'll answer some of them later because I have a bunch of questions sitting I haven't answered. Mm-hmm. It's like if you have to ask on a random 
coaches you know, thing. Like, yeah, like, like a, 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 an anonymous. That's the word I keep not hitting. If you have to ask me an anonymous question because you don't know who you don't want me to know who you or your coach is, that like you're very worried about what they're doing and the protocols, you should just fire them. And if you're my client and you're asking other coaches on their fire me, <laughs> fire me, fire me instantly or ask me and within five minutes of talking you should either fire me or be on a better path like that's how it should be going because there so, should be a reason for everything like we get a reason for everything go right and i have a reason for everything i'm that type of person and i know you are too and most coaches do too and that's kind of what i've realized like one of the things i put in my group chat the other day was you want I asked everyone a question. I said, like, I, I baited them. I said, who here wants to know how to improve their results by 20% in the next, like, and starting in the next week, every week we'll have a 20% better trend on whatever the trends we're trying to develop are for you. And of course, everyone's like, yeah, how do I do that? Stop quarter coaching yourself. That's what I said. And they were like, what do you mean? And I said, well, most people are about a quarter kind of just like doing what they want you know like i i say no phone an hour before bed you're probably not doing that well and then i say this and i say that and i suggest this and all of a sudden you start going through it and about 20 to 25 percent of that is just kind of forgetting forgot about or not being done and the the interesting thing about this ant and this is where as you probably notice this a lot and i think coaches that have like elite competing rosters probably don't notice this but like in our rosters it's our job to maybe find out if some of these people are elite and they just yes. need to be how to be so we're doing a little bit different of a job sometimes what's interesting is is because you know this i took on so many clients at once that were almost all the same skill you know like i took on like 50 intermediate mm -hmm. people you know, like at once, basically. Well, about 20 of them are kicking the fucking ass off the other 30. You want to know why? That's why. They because they stopped quarter coaching week, themselves. Every week for the last six months since I've been, you know, I've really found my groove with how I want to coach people in the last six or eight months. Those half of those people decided like oh fuck i'm gonna change i'm gonna do it what do you what do i do and every week we've been picking on the little things that they need to get better and better and better to where now every week there's change and some of the other people there's two or three weeks without change sometimes and i always tell people you know what that's okay you know like if you're doing things like 80 85 percent and you're telling me in your check-in like you know what I went out and I had an ice cream with my three kids this week because I, that's what I, they asked me to. That's what I wanted to do. That's what I did. I nailed my workouts and, you know, they might have two, two or three things that they know they didn't do well. And they tell me, and then they say, I know that that's why I only maybe lost a half a pound this week instead of one, or I'm just making that up. But yeah, you know, like in, they, they, they equate that the map they've built is not quite uh, deriving them as much as they could, but they're paying for the service and they're okay with that. And it's all, and they know that it's going to take a year to change at that rate instead of eight months at another rate. No problem. You know, like, obviously I'm always going to be in the background telling them like, Hey, I think 
we should turn this up. I'm always trying to make them better. Yeah. But you're not going to get this any kind of like negativity from me. Really. No, because I say honesty is the best way. Like if you if you can tell me and give me full 100% transparent honesty with those things, I am more happy with that than I am if you would have to be at 100% and feel fucking miserable. Well, Why? In, so th this part, I think, I'm sorry to cut you off because it's just so important. Mm -hmm. the, um, the reason that it's so good is like, yes, okay, so you have a good relationship. Your coach is happy. They're not thinking something's wrong with them. Right? Like, because when someone's reporting to us that like, it seems like they're doing everything and there's no changes the way we think that there are then you and I are going to look in rabbit hole land. We're trying, you know, it's like, oh, fuck. You know, we might even be consulting each other. <laughs> like trying to find, like, can you see where this, this thing is not going well? And then all of a sudden, three weeks later, they start nailing their shit and change starts coming. And you're like, uh. uh I mean, we've, 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 I mean, we won't say names, but we've, we've done that, <laughs> right? Like we've, we've. Legit, I've literally been, been on, on a there. call with some of Anthony's clients because I'm a little older and I'm a little more disagreeable. So, you know, it's like, I don't mind telling someone, no, you, you're just not doing it because your skill set is completely useless in this regard. And it's our job to build that skill set from zero to something of value. And then you will change. And that, you know, maybe it's uh, stress management, maybe, maybe it's nutrition, maybe it's training effort. There's always something. Someone's, it's not, they're not screwing up everything. It's that there's one or two things they're usually just leaving out a huge portion of. And when they start taking responsibility for that, things change. And, you know, like you said, it's, it's, it, you'll always work with someone who's honest and try to get them 1% better all the time. And there's but, some people that, and there's some people that do that. There's people I know, there's certain things that you see and you know exactly what I'm talking about. When you know someone wants to get better, there's certain things that they that they do. I don't get tired of seeing their training videos. Why? Because they consistently send them and they consistently give me feedback with them. And they're like, am I doing this right? Can I be doing this better? And they ask questions to get better. And then they start to observe those things that were holding them back. And they're like, and they and they say it in their check-ins with honesty. I know what's holding me back and it's the consistency of something. And they'll say that in their check-in. Whereas the people who don't say much in their check-ins, like if they just say, oh, everything's good. Oh, digestion's pretty good. Like all these things, like energy the, levels. The pretty good. Yes. Or they're like, training performance is like maintaining, but like some lifts are going up. So are you getting better or are you not? And it's like, it's like, how much effort are you putting into the check-in? Because I see you putting in no effort and you're just giving me these really short answers. I can guarantee you that you're doing that quarter coaching bullshit because mm -hmm. the people who send me the in-depth the in-depth check-ins, which maybe contain a bit too much information, actually are the ones who care and give a shit about paying for what they're paying for and getting the results they want to get. Because those people are willing to ask the questions about things that we're doing to understand the processes to understand the mechanisms of action behind what we're trying to do within our plan. And they, they, they start to nail these things because they, 
they ask what can they do better. That's where it all starts with. I think if you go into a coaching thing, into a coaching relationship, especially on Team Miller, the one thing you're going to find here is you're going to be challenged to get better, but it's your job to implement it. And we're going to find we're going to find what you're what you're not hitting. Like one way or another, give it time. Because Dylan and I have been here. We will find it. And it may come six months down the line. And you know what? That means that you wasted six months because you decide to not say anything. So I just know that that's what I look out for. So give effort in your check-in. Like I'd rather have too much information than too little. Don't give me too little. If you give me too little, I will just go and be like, okay, let's go again next week. Like it's just consistent because I because I wait for them to really realize. I've there was a um, Lex Lewis posted something, and he said the worst thing that can happen is when the coach gets silent. And there comes a point in time where I've actually started to implement this, and I'm like, okay. And they're like, I'm gonna wait until the athlete comes to me and be like, why am I not getting the results I'm getting? And I, then I'm gonna I'm gonna be like. Well, I'm waiting for you to recognize as to why you think you're not getting it. Like, I'm not here to just point it out for you because if I point it out to you, you're, you're, you're not going to feel the same. You're not going to build that awareness that I talked about earlier because you need to build the awareness over what you can do better because we don't want you to be with us forever. But if you can't build the awareness yourself, you're never going to progress. Like you're consistently, you might progress under the coach, but when you leave that coach to go do your own thing, you're going to just circle back right to where you were because you have not developed the awareness and responsibility of what you, of what your actions actually are. I think there's a, I think, you know, you gave me an idea. I think it's actually just a lot of it is a perspective shift without changing anything because if you're going into a check-in and I, I just, you know, like after you've done enough check-ins, you kind of get a feeling for like what certain things are doing and, or, and what's happening. Mm-hmm. I, I think that if you go into the check-in and you're thinking about it, like, Oh, I have to answer these questions or I have to send these videos or I have to do this because Anthony requires that I send them instead, you know, then you're getting it done. It, like it's a task. But it's, and it kind of is, but at the same time, it's something that is an improvement area for you, for us as clients. Like we have coaches too, right? So like when I sit down, I go through my week of training videos. I try to find the ones that I suck at the most. And send them to Braden. And that's the ones I pick because I'm like, fuck, I don't want to, like, I'm not sending, I send Braden maybe five leg videos in a year of working with him. You want to know why? Because my legs are twice the size of all my other muscles. You want to know why? Because when I get under a squat, I know how to do it really good. I don't ever fuck them up. You know, it's like, it's not intensity, not the form, you know, like obviously there's things that we've worked on that I can get better. But the point is, is compared to my chest and shoulder training, that was like for weeks, I sent him the same exercise. And it was like, you, you've now fixed the top quarter of this movement don't fuck that up and then we're going to work on the middle section and then the week after the bottom section you know and it took like three or four weeks to nail down one video yep like one movement sorry not one video where i would take the improvement on nail it 
And then I'd still be screwing up something else in the movement. So we'd have to fix that without regressing the other stuff. And then I move upload and then I'll send him a video of it again because I want to make sure as I'm moving upload, everything stays. That's why I send Mark all my chest videos and all my leg videos. Because even though recently he's been really happy with things, which is why I'm pretty happy with my training. It's like the thing of like, I need to know that I'm fucking up something. Like, I, I, I need you to tell me I'm fucking up something. Like, like, like he that. said it the other day in our check in my check in. He's like, I really can't comment on any of these because they're actually really good at this point. He's like, he's like, at this point, you're really in tune with your training. And I was just like, Mark, I need you to not tell me that. I need you to, I need you to break me down, bro. I was like, I need to continue to forget, put it, but internally, we know, right? Because we're coaches Fuck ourselves. Yeah. So we know. Amazing, so you know I what? think. I mean, I think that this is just a really good episode that consistently, I think I might actually put this in the Facebook group because I think yeah, everyone should listen to this one. I agree. It's it's not so much like take this piece of information, like two plus two, and it's going to apply to everyone. This episode is going to take a little bit more awareness and thinking about like, you know, kind of you opening up your own closets and looking like, oh, the training you know, like I don't do that in the diet and I don't do that in my check-in pictures. I don't do that with this, 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 and this, but, oh, I do kind of do this, what I call the quarter coaching method uh, in this other little closet. And why do I do that? You know, and often, like I ask people, I have these conversations, right? And it's like, oh, well, you said the macros were really good. And then after maybe like four weeks, I find out that like, oh, maybe they weren't. And then there's always a reason. It's never just because like someone decided like, oh, I'm just going to, goof up this portion of it it's like oh you didn't want to talk about the macros because you're scared if you're failing at the macros i might take away one of the many habits you have built in with around your eating so like oh you're eating most of your food at night because you're scared to to get too hungry and then you know overeat so you're you're macro hoarding well yeah you don't want to put that you're not nailing your macros because then I'm going to make you take responsibility and stop doing the stupid things that you're doing. And we're going to have a conversation about it every single fucking week until you start doing it or quit. Well, that, that automatic people don't want to enter into that because they know that's exactly what will happen. Oh, like, like, that, like that's the path they know. It's like, well, once it's not just this week, like if I expose something I'm having a lot of trouble with, or I'm not consistently doing it's not just this week I tell them I'm not doing it. It's every week now I'm going to ask specifically about that. Like, how, how did you do with this? Did you do what I said? We made a 2% improvement by this strategy uh, plan. Did you do the plan? And that becomes uncomfortable with people because it's not only the week that they're going to get uncomfortable with. It's the next three months of growth improvement. Oh, yeah. And the best way to improve yourself as a human being, never mind fitness, is accept that. Stop running. Stop. Stop fucking running. When you have a conversation like that with your coach and coach, coach Anthony says like, Hey, you're bailing out of the last three reps of, the, of your training. Cause you're scared of you're not hitting failure. And maybe we identify why, or maybe you're just scared to push it. Like, you know, it's like, Hey, every week that we're having a conversation about that and trying that's getting you better. But by avoiding it, the cost of inaction is that you're not getting better. Because you're not micro progressing. And I think a lot of times as human beings, we feel like one day we'll just figure it out. You know, like one day I'll just wake up and and this this won't happen anymore. 
or or w- whatever isn't happening will happen. Or I feel like I made it in life. Like yeah, yeah exactly. Like, no, 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 no. You, you no, that's not how it works. You're gonna have to painfully fuck it up, and for it to become self-evident to you that you have absolutely no skill in this area, and that's why you're fucking it up, and that your proficiency and your mental capacity and or your uh, way of thinking about it is completely wrong and it needs to be torn down well that's anxiety producing to people and then they don't want to f- jump into that because well it's going to be difficult and then what if i fail and what if this happens and what if all these other things happen my grandpa had this great saying if my auntie was my uncle she'd have balls you know so not ever not not a lot of these things that are even people are perpetuating their anxiety or fear state are going to become real it's just that's what's preventing them from doing it, right? So get the fuck out of your own way and just try it. Like play a little game, play a little game, like use your imagination. I, I do this all the time with clients. I try to get their curious cur- curiosity segment rolling for them. So I'll, I'll say like, okay. And usually I try to do this after a client has made a small change to something I've recommended and then they see a change. Right, right. So just thinking out mm-hmm. loud here, you know, it's like digestion screwed up for three weeks straight. And then we figure out like, oh, well, you're eating like 40 minutes before bed every night. And then, you know, you might convince them like, just please for this week, just please every day, no matter how you feel about it, just do it. Eat at least two hours pre-bed and leave two hours window or more. And then they do that. And the next week they come back and they're like, holy shit, I'm not bloated at all. And my training was even better because the morning I'm not dealing with the indigestion that I had from eating too late the night before. And that starts kind of this positive shift downwards so they can see it. Yep. And then the, because they can see it, they, they're they more likely to replicate that day in and day out. Right. So just play a game. Like if you're not, if you're at the position where most clients are at, where they're still doing this 10 to 25% of their kind of their own decisions or own coaching, just tell yourself like, no, fuck that. I want to try a hundred percent. I'm going to do everything, every single thing for two weeks, no matter what. And then I'm just going to see what happens. I'm not going to expect anything. I'm not going to say I'm going to get this or that. I'm just going to do it. And that that's the mission is just doing it. And I'll let my coach or I'll let the outcomes decide if it was a good idea. If I'm not coach, if I'm not coach, if I'm just trying to figure out how to do something myself, you can use the same metrics. I guarantee you, you'll see a positive change somewhere if you're paying attention and that will make it worthwhile to keep doing. So you have yep. to start. You can't, if you're not just going to wake up, you know, uh, one of my mentors, Dr. Scott Stevenson I was talking to him. I'll finish with this. I was talking to him a while ago and as I was gaining weight, I think I was about 190 then I was like me and Braden had pushed me. This is six months ago, maybe like 189, where I was starting to creep into that 190, yeah, yeah, yeah. producing yeah. a negative emotional state for me. And I was talking to him about it. And he's like, Well, what do you want for your physique? And I said, Well, you know, I've never been really unrealistic. And I don't want to be like a 280 pound bodybuilder. And I don't think I'm not naive enough to think I could even be that. But let's say I, I could, I, I don't think I even want that. You know, if I could weigh, you know, 210 or, you know, 205 to 215, something like that, mm-hmm. and look really good. Like, look, you know, not not stage lean, but, you know, 12% body fat, something like that, look really good, feel good. And he was like, well, you know, Dylan, you're actually going to have to weigh 210 to be 210. And I was like, what, what do you mean? And as soon as I said, what do you mean? 
this is talking to a person whose IQ is probably 140 already. So I don't like yeah. talking to them necessarily because I feel <laughs> dumb all the time. And I'm like, oh, as soon as that came out of my mouth, I was like, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> now, I'm gonna, now I'm gonna have to listen to myself like an idiot, you know, like an actual idiot. And he was like, well, you're not just gonna wake up one day after taking a shot of PEDs or training or eating and you know, you're 189, you're not just going to wake up and now you're 210 and like, oh, I'm that's it now I'm here. And of course, that's super evident. But even with all my experience, even with all the knowledge and all the life experience, training experience, it just hit me differently coming from him like that. It was like, ah, oh. it's because it's the way I was looking at it mentally. It didn't mm -hmm. change any of the real information I knew logically. Yeah, It changed how I was sitting with it in my head, like, yeah, you're going to have to relentlessly climb there and then refine from there. Not just refine and jump up 20 pounds. You know, like it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it was just super like one of these things where I, I kind of bowed to it. And that's when I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, I see. If I actually want to do that and I want that and I'm saying it's important, I have to act in the manner that it is, which is being a little bit more patient about the relentless climb forward and being okay with being a little uncomfortable and things not being my favorite. Well, they have not necessarily been my favorite every single way on the way up. And now I'm 205. So, you know, it's like, well, we're getting closer. And it's not refined the way I want it, but I got to be there and stay here and refine to get to what I want in the end goal. Right. Yep. Awesome. So great episode, man. I think this that is was a fucking banger, here, you know, to a lot of people just, just psychologically and like how they're going about their protocols. If a bunch of coaches that we know start getting way better client adherence, I'm, I'm in the next two weeks, I'm putting it towards this one. <laughs> Tag us, tag us, tag yeah. us, share, share. Do you a favor, share the shit out of this. <laughs> um, yeah, as always, guys, if you guys enjoyed this episode, um, definitely share it on Instagram. Uh, tag Dylan and I. Um, even tag Braden because we miss that guy. So tag yeah. him too. Um, if you guys are interested in coaching, you can definitely go head over to the Team Miller website, sign up with any of us. I mean, you're going to get this. What you what you hear us talk about yep. is, is the real shit. So yep. fucking get on it. Um, if you guys enjoy the podcast too, subscribe, um, subscribe to the YouTube, subscribe to Spotify as the video now can go on Spotify. So this is like great because we can do a two for one now, um, with us. So you guys can actually watch us speak while on Spotify. So it's good for us. Um, and yeah, if you guys want to listen to anything more, I mean, we have plenty of other episodes. Dylan and I have been doing this for a That's while cool. now. And if you scroll back to even the first episode Dylan and I did, guarantee listen from there to now and you will see how in depth we get with everything so go take a gander um if you're one of my athletes you better listen to this because this is homework for the week so if you got to the end you did it good for you yeah. um and then uh yeah we'll catch you guys next week uh hopefully with be back on the be back on the mic um and we'll have the whole squad back together for us and uh yeah we'll catch you guys next sunday on this episode of the ace Veda podcast See you guys later.